Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 225 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Pastor Jay. Hey folks, well, how are you doing today? Uh, hope you're having a good one. Uh, this is actually the first show back from our new schedule of having uh, Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays off, so I'm glad to be back. Having three days off was weird. It's the first time I've taken that many days off since we started doing the show. Uh, I enjoyed it, though. It was a uh, show's only an hour of the day, so it's not like it takes up a huge part of my day, but uh, not having to worry about that hour is a kind of a, a stress reliever because, you know, I think about it oh, over the course of the day, how I'm going to fill the hour, what I should be saying, you know, um, and, of course, uh, it does put structure to my life that sometimes I don't really want. Uh, for example, uh, on my last couple of days off, I went to bed really fucking early. <laughs> like in bed at like 6 30 because that's all i wanted to do was sleep and obviously i can't do that on a normal uh day when i'm doing the uh, show at six o'clock uh but don't get me wrong I, I not only do i uh like doing a show the structure is good for me <laughs> it's a, it's one of those things i i like i need structure i'm not a big fan of having my day taken up with tasks and things but it's better for me overall if you yeah left to my own devices i you know i'm not <laughs> i shouldn't be, i should shouldn't be left to my own devices it's good for me to have structure uh so to speak anyways um i hope you guys had a, a good couple days uh, without us talking uh if you get anything you want to talk about go ahead and throw it out in the chat box i'll be more than happy to discuss it or you guys can call in heaven forbid uh, uh i've uh always welcome having people call in uh keep in mind uh if i uh don't get to you right away it's because i didn't notice your call <laughs> so uh, go ahead and type that type it in the chat box too uh i was uh, like i said i'll try to respond to all that shit uh, this is just when i'm solo if i'm talking to somebody i might not notice your shit so give me a little time to get back to it anyways uh i don't collect news stories anymore so i don't have any of that shit to talk about um trying to remember how my weekend when weekend went because for me monday and tuesday is my weekend those are my days off this time of year D during the summer uh, i only get uh, mondays off and i have to work tuesdays as well <clears throat> excuse me and then uh on most summers we actually have like private events uh, on uh mondays sometimes like uh golf tournaments uh, for charity and uh, that kind of thing and i end up getting called into work those too so during the summer there's a in uh, I want to say June, July, uh, well, June, July, and August, there's a stretch in there where I, uh, I work uh, seven days a week. So I think it's for like five or six uh, weeks in a row. Um, no, that's not right. I, I want to say it's, I think it's only three or four weeks. Um, but still that's, that's kind of a long time to go without having a day off, especially since you're, I'm working long hours in the summer as well. Uh, but that's how it works at Country Club. You work a shitload of hours when you can because, you know, that uh, during the fall and wintertime and early spring, uh, you're not going to be working as much. I have the luxury of having at least uh, 40 hours of the entire time I'm employed for the season. But then again, there's also uh, like a somewhere between 8 and 10 week, uh, well, 8 to 12 week uh <sighs> period where i'm not working depends on depends on what's going up the country club and what the board of directors thinks is a good time to open and close uh, but that's not something uh, that jake has a uh, decision making power about so i try not to worry about it 
anyways, uh, so um, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, maybe I overdid it on the smoking before I started on the show today. Eh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see, though. <sighs> what else I want to tell you guys about? Oh, uh, in the uh, since we're talking about me, uh, uh, Wolf Castle wants me to talk about living in my car. Um, sure, you know what? I, I was going to give you guys a report on something else, but yeah, I can talk about that. Uh, living in your car is not fun. <laughs> that's that's point one. Uh, for those who haven't heard the story, uh, when I was uh, in high school, I, I got kicked out of uh, my house by my stepdad, who was an alcoholic crackhead, and uh, I uh, didn't have any place to go. So I, I dropped out of school, uh, got a job, uh, full-time job, so I would have money for stuff like gas and food, <laughs> and uh, lived in my car for a while, um, and which is suck ass uh, especially for some of my size i can't just curl up in the back of most cars and you know and live my new car life uh, uh, but in a rare case of me having some luck at the time i was driving a 1972 uh, ford thunderbird which is a gigantic fucking car it's a two-door car that is bigger than any four-door car four 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 door car uh on the road right now by a long shot i'm sure you guys for the old folks you guys know what a 72 t-bird looks like uh for you younger folk uh, look that shit up uh i love that car although mine was probably beaten half to death before i ever got it <laughs> it was it was not in great repair it was a piece of shit but it was my piece of shit i think it's only the second car i'd ever owned and i love that fucking thing and uh being that it was gigantic uh i was able to sleep in the back seat not comfortably, but, but better than it would have been for uh, most cases. And I had my entire life packed in my trunk with room to spare, by the way. <laughs> I don't know how much that says uh, on Ford's uh, trunk capacity and, and or possibly how little it says and what I owned at that point in my life. Uh, but a little bit of both. Uh, I, everything I owned, I, I could fit into like three or four uh, like hefty garbage bags. <laughs> so, uh, at that because at, at that time of my life uh it home life was unstable in the first place um this is the uh have been the second time i had uh, been disrupted from my school life within like a year because not too terribly uh far be before this um my uh mom had tried leaving my dad she'd had enough of his shit and, and uh you know her, her parents, my grandparents, who were still alive at the time, were supportive of her. And uh, so she left him. And being that, you know, I was the only kid left still there, um, Mike had, uh, uh, my uh, big brother, whose name I, you guys don't remember, no. <laughs> uh, had already graduated and had uh, joined the military. Uh, my uh, evil stepbrother had uh, uh, already, like, uh, fucking left uh, five years before that when I th when he was like 15 or 16 or, or something like that to live with his rich grandparents and then went on to join the Navy I believe um, and my stepsister like fucking had moved out like a decade before when she was like 10 or some shit like that uh, uh, to before to before mentioned uh, rich grandparents uh, which were like on you know, my step step parents uh, side of the family my this this would be my stepdad's wife's family 
Um, so I was the only kid left in the house. Um, I was in high school and, uh, during the process of this, I think I was like sophomore, junior, senior, like in that range. Um, so she tried to leave him. Um, and it took me with her. So she went to her, her parents' house who lived like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour drive away. Um, and for a little while, I, me and my mom lived in my, uh, grandparents' face, basement. You know, just a couple of beds set, set up down there. And uh, um, at that point, my mom, like, tried to find a job and someplace where she'd live and all this good stuff. And then she realized that uh, she had zero skills because she, she'd been a housewife her entire life, basically. <laughs> she'd never really had a job at all. So, um, and uh, it, it quickly became to apparent to her that she could not make enough money to even support herself, much less, uh, you know, her, her kid and, and, you know, and her new life, uh, like, uh, with an apartment or some shit like that. Uh, and you know, my, her parents weren't rich, just middle-class people. They couldn't help her much. They do what they could, but, um, and she looked and oh, fuck, I think we lived there for like three months before I, she gave up and moved back. <laughs> uh, and that later on was a, uh, and then they got back together and uh it didn't change what he did very much so uh, um and then the before mentioned incident when i told you guys about when he kicked me out um wolf castle said on the chat i understand you bought a car long enough for yourself to sit and, and drive um Oh, and he also asked, what time really were you living in your car place? Oh, winter, of course. Fucking. <laughs> I believe that happened in, uh, I think I got kicked out in October. And I, and I lived in my car until I want to say, until uh, May of the next year. And when I say I lived in my car, that doesn't mean I slept in my car every one of those uh, days. I, I tried to make that as rare as possible. Uh, a lot of days I was able to spend the night at my friend's house, but none of my friend's parents wanted me to live there. So it was like I'd stay there, take, take a shower, then maybe the next night go over to this guy's house. This night, okay, this night there's nobody's house I can do uh, stay at, but I'm allowed to park in this driveway. Uh, so I'll park here and sleep in my car. And then the next like, night like that, I'm, I might be sleeping in someone else's house. Then maybe the next night after that, sleeping in my car again. Um, and so, but that's what a lot of it was. My biggest deal was finding some place where I could take a shower. That was uh, important to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, and yeah, it sucked fucking ass in like January sleeping in your fucking car. Um, and not only that, it's sleeping in your car is difficult in not just temperature things but finding a place where you can actually sleep and leave you the fuck alone uh because i didn't always have a a a friendly person's uh uh, driveway to park in you know um sometimes i had to find some place to park and things like parks or i found out quickly are not the place to do that (laughs) yeah if you sleep in if you sleep in your car in a park you're apt to get woken up way earlier than you wanted to uh by having a cop uh, tap on your glass, <laughs> at least the tap on my glass, uh, they're actually pretty nice about it. Um, it, uh, I, I found out, and this was the, the couple times, and I found this out really early, like the first couple days <laughs> after I got kicked out, the entire, you know, picking out a spot to sleep, 
um, being uh, important and hard to do because, uh, like I said, the, the cops woke me up a couple times. And, uh, and yeah, they were actually real nice about it. I didn't know at the time, but apparently, like, uh, uh, two or three of my neighbors had called. Because <laughs> uh, when, when I I got kicked out, my, my stepdad was very, very drunk and very, very fucked up on drugs and very, very loud and vocal about me leaving. <laughs> And, and, you know, with, with much information, you know, uh, spewing forth about how much I'm kicking my ass, uh, you know, especially if I ever came back, um, you know, it's like, yeah. And, uh, it, it made for a long scene cause, uh, I don't think I've ever told this story, um, made for a long scene because, uh, my car got stuck. <laughs> Before mentioned, uh, 1972 T-Bird uh, got stuck in the front yard because uh, I remember it was cold and muddy, and I just happened to get stuck trying to leave. And so he's yelling at me, telling me to get the fuck out, and I'm trying to tell him I'm trying to. A car's stuck, and he, he's telling me just get the fuck out. So I eventually, eventually, I, I abandoned ship uh, or you know, <laughs> car, as the case may be, and left and uh, went to a. Uh, um, friend's house like about a mile away yeah uh because i didn't have any place else to go and these were friends of mine a whole bunch of brothers uh uh family brothers <laughs> if you're wondering what kind of meant um i've known them for like a couple few years now and they, i i would have called them like uh redneck white trash <laughs> uh they're fun to hang out with, uh, but they're rowdy, rowdy kids uh, to say the least. Uh, but on the other hand, they were one of the few places where I can go occasionally. So uh, I go and tell them what happened, and they're like, "Well, where's your car?" I'm like, "It's there," and they're, and they're like, "Well, uh, um, fucking, let's go get it." I'm like, "Well, he told me not to come back." He goes, "Oh, we're gonna get your fucking car." So. Um, so my friend and his two brothers and and their friends so like you know these uh, four guys who were all like 16 i think maybe 17 <laughs> think they're all going to be bad billy badass and uh, go to my dad's house and you know they're they're making sure that i you know that i'm going to get my car and all my shit and, and i'm trying to tell them the best i can that this is a very bad idea <laughs> that my dad is very drunk uh and uh, and he has a lot of guns. I mean, not just a couple, not like two or three, like a lot. However many you think a lot is, take that number and like add at least five or six of them because <laughs> he had a lot of guns. Uh, he's a very big fan of hunting and guns in general and shooting things and possibly stabbing them or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but so, uh, but fate smiled upon us that day because when we all rolled back over to the house to, uh, um, uh, get my car. Uh, he was sleepy, <laughs> so they wanted to go inside and get my stuff. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can get my stuff on a different day. You know, uh, my mom will make sure that you know everything's thrown in a bag or some shit like that, or she'll let me know. Uh, uh, just, actually, just the next day, she, you know, when when uh, stepdad went to, back to work because uh, he'd get all fucked up. I mean, seriously fucked up. You know, and then get up and go to work the next day and work an eight or ten or twelve hour day. And he fucking shoveled uh, dirt for a living. Uh, he was a, a new sewer pipe construction. That was his thing. Uh, but he was just a laborer. So all literally all he did all day was like dig holes and trenches and shit. Um, and then afterwards, get all fucked up. Come home all fucked up in Nashville. Uh, go back to bed and re repeat the process. 
Um, so while, while I wasn't a big fan of him uh, growing up and, you know, he was a shitty person for the most part, I got to give the man credit for his work ethic. <laughs> uh, but regardless, uh, shit, what were we talking about? I'll distract him, really think. Oh, well, I forgot what I was talking about. You know, my grandma says, if you can't remember what you're talking about, that's probably a fucking lie. <clears throat> all right, sorry, I need a drink of water after all that bullshit. I see we have new people in the show in the chat box. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, feel free to call in if you get anything you want to talk about or type it out in the chat box. If you got something to say as well, but you're too shy to call, um, we don't judge. Mm. Oh, cool. Delicious water. <sighs> you never know. How, you never know. <sighs> Excuse me. I was going to say, you never know, uh, know how much you'll appreciate water until you need a sip. All right, what else do we got today? Oh, well, there you go. I think, yeah, oh, yeah, we were talking about the entire being homeless in the car thing. I think we covered all that. You guys, you guys, uh, unless I missed uh, some questions. Um, oh, I did miss a question. How did you get back on your feet from being homeless? Um, strangely enough, uh, from, from the dead, I did not know. Uh, at this point in my life, I, yeah, I was working, but yeah, it's, not re it was all mostly cash jobs and like uh fucking working at factories and you know plastic factories and shit like this and i but i needed a home someplace to call my own and a couple of my friends pointed out that uh you could buy yeah, a mobile home in one of these shitty trailer parks uh for like a thousand dollars or some shit like that and i'm like well i don't have a thousand dollars they're like, well, anyone you can get it from? I'm like, uh, well, obviously not from my parents. Uh, and they said, well, uh, what about your dad? Because I, I had just recently become in contact with my dad again. Um, to, the, to the point where, like, I'm not sure if I've met him once or uh, at this point. Uh, backstory, he divorced my uh, mom when I was very little, uh, like three I saw him maybe three or four times between the ages of three and seven. And then from seven till 10, I saw him another three or four times. Then from 10 to uh, <coughs> 17, I think this was, yeah, or some, or some shit like that, I, I hadn't seen him again. And then I'd recently become in contact with him. So my friends got the bright idea of asking my dad if he'll give me $1,000. You know, I thought maybe uh, you never know. <laughs> so I asked him, he's like, no, son, I, I don't get a thousand dollars to give you. What did you, why did you need it for? So I explained it to him what I needed it for. And he said, son, I, I really don't have a thousand dollars to give to you, but if you need some place to live, uh, you can come live with me. Uh, which surprised me because <laughs> I, I barely knew the guy. Uh, so, and that's what I did. Cause I was tired of sleeping in my fucking car. <laughs> so that began a, a different era of my life. And that was the brief period be brief period when I live with my dad. And I'm not sure if we want to get into that story today is I do believe you guys have uh, accused me of only having stories of sad endings. <laughs> so, uh, we might not want to get into that one right now. Uh, so unless you guys get another questions about the sleeping in a car story, that's, that should wrap that one up. <sighs> oh, you know, I know what I was going to tell you guys about, um, as you guys know, I've been doing uh, testosterone uh, treatment therapy uh, for my low testosterone. 
which feels weird saying that because my number wasn't low enough to be considered medically low. It's just the low side of normal. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with uh, male testosterone, testosterone, excuse me, uh, it has a range of from like 240 to 850, I believe, somewhere in there uh, for people, men, uh, age 18 to like 90. Um, and when I had mine checked, I was at like 310. Uh, and for a male my age, I'm 47. It should probably be a little higher than that, probably somewhere in the 600 range, maybe, who knows. Uh, but regardless, uh, my uh, doctor decided to put me on the replacement therapy because he, he said it isn't a low end of normal, so it'd be good to bump you up a little bit. Um, I've been pretty happy with the results so far. Uh, I am big old, I am big and buff now. <laughs> well, maybe not so much, but I, I, I am seeing improvements and I have gained a little weight. And generally speaking, I just feel better. So overall, it's uh, been a very positive experience for me. Uh, I'd hope to talk the uh, doctor into boosting me up maybe a little bit more because the uh, dosage I'm on is only moderate at best compared to some, what some people say they're talking, they're taking. And this is just the people that are taking just testosterone. When you talk to the people that are like doing like it for um, non-medically recommended uh, reasons, like they're not getting it from a pharmacy like prescribed by a doctor, but the, most of the stuff you can actually order online and do it yourself, as it turns out. Uh, although I couldn't speak on that, I've never really, really looked into it other than people uh, saying that. But the dosage I'm on is pretty moderate. Uh, so I'd hope to talk them to boosting it up a little bit. Well, I don't think that's going to be an option. Uh, I wouldn't have had my blood tested yesterday. Uh, they, he wanted me to have it tested one week after I'd injected myself. Uh, I inject myself every two weeks. I take, I do 200 milligrams of testosterone and, and, uh, inject it right in the, you know, the taint right between the, the scrotum and the asshole. And, uh, no, <laughs> no, that's not where I inject it. That'd be horrible. Holy shit. Who would do it then? <laughs> no, I, I, I take 200 milligrams and I inject it into my thigh, uh, once every two weeks. Uh, so he had me test in the week in between those to, to get a, a good idea of the levels. Um, and as I mentioned, the normal, nor the normal testosterone level is, I want to say 250 to 850. Um, I, uh, tested at 950, <laughs> um, so I'm really guessing he's not going to want to increase my dosage. I might even have to try to talk him out of decreasing the dosage on it. Is uh, well, I'm sure like people that are like doing the steroids and and fucking tons of testosterone to like for bodybuilding and all that good shit are probably uh, testing way higher than 950 uh, for someone who's you know 47. That's a fucking awesome number, obviously. <laughs> And I'm really, really willing to uh, uh, fight to keep it. <laughs> uh, I can't say enough good things about it, really. Uh, my wife is fucking sick of it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think she'd probably be really, really happy if I couldn't do the testosterone anymore. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's mixed benefits to her. She, uh, I, I, yeah, I do have the testosterone of a teenager right now, and I, it, which, which is, has all the inherent issues and problems. <laughs> you know, all the issues remember you had when you were a teenager uh, and you were raging with testosterone yeah i got all that going on um <laughs> but on the other hand she does like my butt so uh, she doesn't mind the entire uh, working out thing for that part uh, i've never heard her complain too much about that she still thinks i'm too skinny she doesn't want a fat person who says fat people are gross 
<laughs> but she'd still like to see me gain some more weight. She thinks I've always been skinny. Uh, and she's right. Uh, even now I'm uh, fucking 194, 195. I'm trying not to worry about it. I'm, uh, eventually, I think I'm going to probably kick in a couple more calories into my diet because uh, I'd like to start to move up from that. It hasn't seemed to move, go anywhere in the last month or so. Oh, thank you. Wolf Castle said my latest pick on the testosterone thread looks great. Yeah, I'm really happy with how my arms are turning out lately. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, they're not gigantic, but I didn't start with much. So, so uh, uh, I had my wife take a picture of that the other day, uh, me doing the entire, you know, muscly po uh, pose, and I'm happy with how it turned out. It's 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 hard for me to judge, really. That's one of the reasons why I like posting pictures on there. Uh, a lot of people give me crap for that because I post a lot of pictures uh, on the internet and they're like, oh, why are you posting the pictures? I'm like, well, one, because I'm an attention whore. Uh, two, <laughs> two, I'm insecure. So I, 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 I need positive attention. Uh, uh, but a lot of it is I have trouble judging myself accurately. And over the years, I've become aware of this. Um, so I, when I look at myself in the mirror, some days I feel like I'm, I'm got a big fucking fat belly because it's not because I'm because I am carrying a little bit right there. Clearly, I'm not a fat person, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, and uh, then other days, I look at myself, uh, yeah, and, so, and conversely, sometimes I'll look at myself and I go, oh, look, uh, I am gaining muscle. And then I look at myself in another angle and go, oh, fuck, I'm skinny. What am I thinking? I'm skinny as fuck, dude. I've got a lot of work to do. So I don't know. Point being that I don't have an accurate self-image sometimes. So it's always important for me to get other uh, opinions. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, if it's a bad opinion, that's fine too. I need I need that as well. <laughs> to, to I need the the an, an accurate self portrayal, um, which I know sounds odd, but fucking I'm a weird per, weird person. All right, anyways. <laughs> okay, Wolf Castle, you're making it uh, weird now. Um, yeah, Greg, you know, fucking ten minutes here, and it's getting gay. Well, dude, it, it started pretty gay, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, what else we got to talk about today? Um, yeah, the the big disappointment about yesterday, even though, you know, um, from the entire testosterone thing, is I actually skipped a workout because uh, I got up too late. <laughs> I work out in the morning. That's, that's my time to do it. Uh, I need to work out in the morning because I'm not going to work out later in the day. <laughs> Uh, and Tuesdays is normally my one of my days off, so it's the day I get up, sit there for a minute, maybe drink a cup of coffee, and then go do leg day. And leg day is no, no one's favorite day, so that's good just to get it over with anyways. But I had uh, other plans apparently Sunday night, because, uh, excuse me, Monday night, because for some reason I slept in way, way later than I normally do. So normally it wouldn't be a big deal, but I had to get to the hospital to take the before-mentioned blood test uh, before uh, 8 a.m. Well, they open at 6 a.m. So that gives me a two-hour window to do it. And I woke up, I want to say, at like 5.48 or some shit like that. And like, I do not have time to do an hour workout and still uh, go ahead and, you know, and then get in the shower and get to the hospital before 8 o'clock. So apparently I'm going to have to skip the leg workout. And being the lazy fuck that I am, um, once I was finished uh, with the uh, uh, blood test, I thought of about a bazillion different excuses to put off doing a leg workout until I never did it, which just illustrates why I have to do it first thing I get up in the morning 
pretty accurately. <laughs> I don't know. I know a lot of you guys are uh, workout people as well. Um, how do you do your workouts? So, you, do you, I isn't it? Uh, I know early morning workouts are popular for some people. I, I, uh, and uh, you'll see like those gyms, uh, like six in the morning filled with people running on treadmills and all this good shit. Uh, but I think there's also a significant amount of people who work out after they get out of work. Um, I wonder what the percentages would work out to be. What you guys, I know you guys are workout gurus and lift many, many heavy weights and all that good shit. Are you guys morning workout people, evening workout people? Are you leisurely rich and work out at noon? I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, ah, uh, Greg Cal 22 said he, uh, he's 49, just started Muay Thai in April and he's fucking loving it. That's actually, uh, funny that you say that I want to, uh, learn some Muay Thai. I was, uh, going to name check name drop here. I was talking to Pat Militich, uh, three or four months ago. Um, and I asked him, I described to him what my body type and my, you know, and skill level or lack of skill and all that good stuff and asked him what martial arts I should take for self-defense and Muay Thai was what he mentioned. Uh, so I uh, would really like to get into it, but right now it's a time constraint and like a money issue. I'm temporarily worried about my money. I think in the long run it'll be just fine. If I can make it through the next spring, I've got no financial issues. I don't think it's just make it's just getting that tax bill we uh, uh, in the mail eventually and working out all those issues. <sighs> but um, I sit, but I'd love to uh, do some Muay Thai. Um, so maybe next spring. Uh, next spring i can probably now that i'm not doing this show seven days a week i can probably squeeze a day in for like uh um muay thai training and of course if i ever hit it rich i'll do that shit every day <laughs> that would be fun uh being riches would be fun for many things the 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 uh time to do whatever you want is always a, a good thing obviously uh, but being rich allows you to be way more creative with the time that you have because i've had time off where uh, I had I had enough money to get by. I had enough money to pay my bills and eat and all this good stuff, but I didn't have any money to do anything else. Uh, that's how most of my winters are uh, working at a country club. So, uh, which I don't recommend. I tell I tell people unless you're rich, anything more than two or three weeks, dude, you're fucking. It's, it's too much. Too much time off. You know, uh, you're not rich, so you can't just like travel the world for two or three weeks or two or three months. Uh, cause you know, that's what it is. So I've, I've had, uh, on average, I think, uh, 10 weeks, 10 weeks is how much my average time, average time is off. So like two and a half months, that's a significant amount of time. That's a lot of time to fill space in. Um, uh, and if you don't have a lot of money, well then you're just going to do a lot of fucking watching TV or surfing the internet. And all of a sudden, you know, being having time off doesn't seem all that appealing anymore. So I'm always very happy to go back to work uh, not just financially, but for a uh, peace of mind as i mentioned before i do better on st with structure in my life and three months of unstructured will just go to my fucking head and make me weird it's it's <laughs> or at least it used to now that i have my wife to keep me a little bit more leveled uh, that helps a little bit um and uh and having her uh be at the same place as me for my employment has worked out surprisingly well people told me that was a bad idea don't get your wife a job where you work I'm like, well, you know, uh, it's a good job <laughs> and 
despite the fact that, by the way, there are rules against exactly what I've done. There, there's rules for that country club uh, saying that you can't have any of your relatives work there. Uh, and uh, that's fine as far as that goes. But if that rule is enforced, we'd lose three quarters of the fucking staff. <laughs> like almost all of the kitchen staff are related to each other in some way, shape or form. Um, the, uh, the guy, the, the, the head of the dishwashers is like uh, the brother of the, uh, men's locker room, um, manager, uh, one of the wait staff is the daughter of the clubhouse manager. Um, for longest time, the, uh, housekeeping uh, section was a Russian guy, his Russian mom and his Russian son. <laughs> and that was their entire housekeeping department. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of nepotism going on in that club. So, um. Me getting my uh, wife a job there was not that big of a deal. <laughs> and Wolf Castle asks, uh, says, as long as you're not working for each other all day and then living together. No, no, we don't even actually see each other all that much. Uh, she works in a different part of the building. I do. We work in the same building. Uh, uh, actually, well, the front of the locker room is not too terribly far from my office, but uh, it's a big, it's a big office, and normally she's busy doing shit. Um, so. Um, Oh, wait a minute. Greg. I'm just going to call you Greg, dude. Greg, Greg Kell, 22. I said, what's up with the Starbucks machine at the club? Can you snap a picture? Interesting. Oh, did I mention that or something? Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's a, it's an actual Starbucks machine. It's like one of those touchscreen ones. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I can probably get a picture of that. Uh, but it's a, it, it's a touchscreen. You walk up to it, it has like different, different, like any other touchscreen thing it's and uh um so you put all your selections in then it'll, then it'll say brewing and you'll know, just sit there and click and make noise for a while uh, and then show you pictures of like you know fucking trails and uh, mountains and shit <laughs> while it's making your coffee um i have no clue how much it costs uh, i haven't looked it up uh the coffee maker in the ladies card room on the other hand i have looked up I can't remember the name of it. It's a Jurez, like a J J U R E S. I can't even remember, but it's a fucking badass fucking coffee machine. It's one of those ones where you hit a button and then it grinds coffee, uh, and then brews the coffee. Um, and I think it's like two thousand dollars, <laughs> like whole, which is quite a bit for a coffee machine. I don't know how much that compares to the commercial coffee machines that we have in the uh, kitchen. Excuse me. But, um, which is way out where more, everyone's supposed to get coffee. But, uh, since my wife's in charge of the ladies card room, uh, I sometimes get the coffee from there and it's so much better than the coffee fucking uh, in the kitchen. It's actually even better than the Starbucks machine that they have, uh, in the men's locker room, which is funny because they both use the same fucking coffee. I mean like the exact same carpet coffee. They, they, we used bagged, uh, like from the store of Starbucks coffee for it. So it's the same coffee going into each one of them, but the one in this uh, one machine is way better. Um, I think I could probably, you know, I took pictures of it, actually. I, I'll, I'll post the pictures on the uh, OG when I get a chance. Like I said, I, I don't have pictures of the uh, Starbucks one, but I do have pictures of the other one. Maybe I can see a name on it. Let's look at our, put our, look at our photos here. Well, let's see. Cute, adorable dogs. My humongous biceps. No, oh, there's the machine. Let's see. Jura? Is that what that says? Okay, we're going to have to pop, uh, type that into the old Google. 
J-U-R-I. Yeah, J-U-R-I copy machine. So go ahead and Google that with me and be amazed. Okay. Yeah, they have a lot of different models. <laughs> um, I would say the 8 Espresso machine with the... Uh, yeah, that looks pretty close to it, I would say. No, 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 that's not close. That's not it. Anyways, we're looking at machines that cost anywhere from 800 to uh, $8,000, depending on which level you want to buy. I don't think they have the $8,000 one, but it's so... Oh, oh there's one for $12,000. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, it's uh, hard to say which model it is. But I kind of want one. <laughs> that's one of those. Uh, uh, that's one of those. You know, rich person buys. I can't. I. I. Shit. I've got a fucking three hundred and fifty dollar or three hundred and sixty dollar espresso machine, and the only reason I have that was because basically I had a gift certi gift certificate to the fucking uh, rich person store. <laughs> What's that? Oh, hey, Stray did a little wandering. Hey, what's up, Stray? And Tenor's here. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> yes, this is exactly what I prepared with my three days off. Not jack shit. Did you guys catch the story about the the my testosterone being uh, uh, checked and shit? Because you guys missed a great story that I absolutely will fucking not uh, repeat for you guys. You guys missed the fuck out. You should have been here earlier. It's your own goddamn fault. <sighs> I don't need shit for help today. Anyways, so yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right, Tanner, if you're going to be talking on the fucking uh, chat box, why don't you call in? Or are you too scared? <laughs> You're too scared. Hmm. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> Uh, okay, what we're we talking about? No, seriously, what were we talking about? <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll find something else. So we're uh, creeping up on Thanksgiving, um, which I will be uh, working, by the way, so I might as well do a fucking Thanksgiving show on that night as well. Yeah, um, working at a country club, Thanksgiving's... Uh, obviously sucks ass, but I'm used to it. Uh, I gotta be, you gotta remember I've been working the same job for like 16 years. So, um, my, uh, Thanksgiving will go a little bit different than you guys as well. For the most part, I will get up and go to work at my normal time. Um, and then I will spend my morning fielding phone calls from rich people that want to change their carry out, carry out orders. See for here at the country club, we don't do a sit down dinner for Thanksgiving uh, because it wasn't as popular as it used to be. What we do do is a carryout service where we make a full goddamn Thanksgiving dinner for you and your family. Uh, this year, we offer two packages, one that feeds 10 to 12 people and one that feeds 60 people. Six, not 60. <laughs> so um, I have currently been taking uh, carryout orders for these rich people. So you know, and there's, there's a package which has all the stuff uh, that you ever want for a Thanksgiving dinner. And then they can order additional items if they want additional pies or mashed potatoes or gravy or cranberry orange relish or my least favorite thing in the entire world, noodle kugel. Noodle kugel is so fucking disgusting. I am not even going to describe it to you. Look it up yourself. Uh, so they, you know, 
place all these orders, which is what I've been taking for the last week or two, and which I'll be taking right up until like uh, three or four days before Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, it's going to be rough on the kitchen because uh, we ended up doing, I don't know, I think he said uh, 62 birds last year. <laughs> I think, oh, no, was it 62? Or was it forty something birds? Anyways, yeah, I think we I think we did sixty seven carry out orders of some sort where we and where he cooked forty seven birds. Forty seven? No, no, actually, no, actually, it was sixty two because I remember we uh, we said we ended up doing carry out dinner for somewhere between six and seven hundred people, at least by the portion size. Um, and that is fucking ridiculous. Um, And it's quite the task for the for the kitchen, obviously, to the point where uh, in the days before Thanksgiving, we end up renting ovens because we we have a very large commercial uh, kitchen, uh, but even we can't cook sixty two fucking birds at the same time. So uh, not normally. So we rent ovens, like ten or fifteen or twenty ovens, and we just stick them willy nilly wherever we can in the fucking country club. Um, some of them are outside in a tent. There's extra ones just scattered about the kitchen. Fucking, it's quite the thing to see, and and they get there really fucking early to start all this shit. Um, so yeah, I get there early in the morning, and I turn on my uh, phones, and immediately I start getting uh, phone calls from members that want to change something on their order. They need extra this. They they want an extra that. Can they substitute this shit? Substitute stuff? No, absolutely not. We've already had the conversation. When you tried to order, there's no substitutions. <laughs> uh, and if you're calling me on the day of that, there's no additions either. Uh. So yeah, uh, chef actually does normally have a couple extras of things, but that's in case uh, we uh, encounter problems, like people claiming, swearing up and down they ordered something that they didn't order, so we can you know slide that in there. For certain, we, we for people that just decided they wanted extra stuff willy nilly, we're not going to be able to accommodate that. I'm sorry. And you know that's how the day goes until one o'clock when we open up uh, the pickups and then do pickups from one o'clock to three o'clock because my fucking management is idiots okay one o'clock to three o'clock used to be okay uh 16 years ago when i first started doing this job we would have 10 or 15 carryouts you know uh a, for thanksgiving um so having it spread out among a three-hour pickup time or two-hour pickup time was not a big deal at all um now we have like 60 or 70 pickups uh <laughs> just call it 60 let's do the math on that if you have 60 pickups uh, and a two hour time frame that means you need someone to be picking it up every fucking two minutes. And guess what? It doesn't fucking work like that. <laughs> Supposedly, the pickup's supposed to be uh, done at three, everything's picked up. I get to go to the fuck home. I normally leave that place closer to four o'clock than three o'clock <laughs> just because people are forgetting or late, running late and shit. Like people rolling up at like 3 15 to pick up their carryout that they're supposed to get at 2 30. And, you know, at this point, the entire kitchen's gone. It's just me and, like, one of the valets making sure this food's sitting here. It goes to the correct people. And, uh, and that's my uh, Thanksgiving day. Then I go home and normally have, like, a fucking microwave dinner or some shit like that. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is my prepared show, aren't you? <laughs> Terry's trying to give me crap on there. But, yeah, he won't call in. Um, yeah. Personally, I think it's going just fine <sighs> okay see i lost my train of thought uh, 
I'm going to try to tempt Tanner to call in before the end of the show. Maybe if I, maybe if I take out my big meaty fucking cock and slap it up against the microphone a couple times, he'll call in. How about that, Tanner? Huh? Carried me too much. Oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you sounded like Grad. This sounded like Grad did when he decided he was going to cancel his show. <laughs> Uh shit. Okay, what else we got? Um Oh, well, I have to say the uh <clears throat> weather in Michigan has finally taken a turn. I, I do believe summer might be over. Uh the last week we were blessed with uh mid seventies weather fucking for every day for well more than a week. Uh as a working at a country club, obviously weather is a big factor of how our day goes. So uh, we were re- really appreciative to have the extra time to play golf and all that good stuff uh, for the members, obviously, not me. Um, it was also good for the country club in general because we were able to do outdoor dining as well. And I've talked about this on the show before, the fact that nobody wants to eat inside. They feel way more comfortable outside in a tent with open sides. So, you know, so there's lots of airflow. Um and those crazy fuckers are still out there now. I mean, like, there's we have seventy-five uh, percent of our table set up for outside because uh, the weather going for is went from the mid seventies to the fifties. So uh, it's not going to be a nice time out there anymore at night. Like, let's take a look right now. Right now it is six forty-seven here over in the fantastic state of Michigan, and it looks like yeah, it is forty degrees out, folks. Do you guys want to eat outside at forty degrees? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, we have fucking heaters and shit out there, but come on. Uh, I don't know how many of you have ever tried to use a heater in, in an open space. <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. I mean, if you're standing right directly next to it, you know, um, you might be okay. But the series, like, like, and there's people like I see in their requests, we would like two heaters, please. Uh, and we don't have enough heaters for fucking everyone to have one heater, much less two heaters. Yeah, and we're encouraging people to, you know, um, wear their jacket and maybe even bring a blanket or maybe eat the fucking side. Holy shit, dude. I really are scared of the entire coronavirus thing. I understand that. Most of you are old, uh, decrepit things who have valid reasons to fear getting sick for, you know, they are the people that die when you get the corona. So, um, so I can understand wanting to be cautious. Uh, and, and although some of them aren't that, some of them are like our members in their 40s and 50s who are. I've just decided they're too rich to die, which I can also understand that as well. Uh, so, uh, but we at the club, we've widely advertised that we have ridiculous sanitation systems going on. Like we have a filtration system for the air uh, with UV lights and heavy filters and all this good shit. You know, basically we've got airplane liner, uh, you know, air filtration system set up for the entire clubhouse now. Uh, and boy, we're that expensive. Um, plus we uh, take great lengths to, make sure that we're uh, following all the standards and practices needed to keep everyone safe on the hygiene and uh, <sighs> sanitation thing, I guess you, I guess you would call it. Uh, I should know this. I spend my day taking temperatures and spraying a pen with a fucking, you know, uh, sanitizer <laughs> as I'm the guy that checks in everybody at work to uh, um, make sure that they're not sick before they go to work or any visitors, which, you know, we're not really supposed to have, but occasionally you'll get somebody in. Uh, so, Every morning, a whole bunch of people come in and come to my window in my office, hang their head in like they're a fucking horse in a stable. 
and I hit them with the temperature thing. Uh, I tell them what their temperature is, and then they write it down on a piece of paper and answer a couple questions about whether or not they have the COVID or if they know everybody who had the COVID or any of that good shit. And then they go on their merry way. Um, and we've never had anybody over. Um, back in the summer when this was somebody else's job, they, we, at one point we had a guy in, in the uh, back of the building outside doing it, you know, checking people before they even came in. Occasionally he'd get a, uh, someone who was too hot because we're supposedly if your temperature is over 100.4, uh, you have an issue and we're not going to let you work. And he did have a couple people hit that, but there were people who just walked across the hot parking lot in the middle of the summer. So they had them sit down and then, uh, you know, a couple of minutes later, they checked out just fine and they let, allowed them to come in and go to work. Uh, let's see. What are you guys talking about in the chat box? Canada is a better neighbor than Mexico. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess that's... <laughs> I guess that's probably a fair statement. We don't have to worry about a, a lot of illegal immigration coming out of uh, Canada. <laughs> There's not a huge drug trade sneaking over stuff over the border of Canada. I'm sure there is one, but I have a feeling that might be like the other direction. <laughs> People sneaking weed from Can uh, United States to Canada. I don't know. Maybe not. Anyways, oh, look, we actually got a whole bunch of people today. Uh, hey, for anybody who's new, uh, I appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can go ahead and follow me on there. I'm Passive J on the Twitters. Passive J, one word, e easy to spell. Uh, you can also follow the show's Twitter, which is The Other Ground Live. Uh, but if you're only going to follow one or the two, follow me. I'm way more uh, witty and uh, all that good stuff. <laughs> Okay, maybe I shouldn't hit that third uh, hit on the wax, huh? Maybe that was a bad idea. That's all right. We've made it through 50 minutes of the show before I realized I'm probably too high to do this shit. So uh, I think that's a good run. <laughs> all right. You guys got anything you want me to talk about before I get out of here? Because I am firmly ready to go to Yahoo and pull the topic out of my ass. <laughs> I, pro I know I promised I wasn't going to be using Yahoo News as the source for all topics on this show. But, you know, you never know. You, you might find something interesting on there. Uh, something that's not politics, because heaven help me, I am so sick of politics. You know what? I don't care who wins anymore. I just don't fucking care. Doesn't, I just want them to pick somebody. I know they say it's they. I know they say it's Biden and it's a done deal, but technically it's not a done deal yet, because you got to go through all those different processes, and they're going to challenge a whole bunch of shit. And I just wanted it to be over. It's really not going to be over until probably like January 10th or whenever the fucking deadline for all that shit is. Um, and it, it's it's almost as bad. It's almost as bad as the original political stuff was in the first place. In some ways, it's worse. So. Oh, you guys are still arguing. Let's see. Oh, this is the ad for the Jura coffee machine I was talking about. Which I, by the way, totally would buy if I was rich. <laughs> it's pretty badass. Um, I don't know. You guys got stuff that you would buy if you're rich? Stuff that's way too expensive for you to justify uh, buying if you had any kind of reasonable budget. But if you were like filthy fucking rich, you'd probably buy it just because you want one. Uh, for me, it'd be like ridiculous coffee machine. Which is funny because I can basically only have one or maybe two coffees a day. Otherwise, it fucks up my stomach and I got to put a lot of milk in it and that shit. 
but I, I still appreciate that fucking coffee machine. <laughs> it makes my one or two uh, uh, copies a day good ones. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, that would be a, a ridiculous purchase if I was rich. How about you guys? Got any ridiculous purchases you would make if you're rich? Um, I know a lot of you on the OG have talked about like having an arcade in your basement if you're rich. Uh, and that'd be a fun one. This is more for the uh, people that are probably in their 40s and 50s. If you're if you're older than, I'm excuse me, if you're younger than 45, I don't think arcade games was a really a part of your life, was it? And you and you guys uh, in below 40 and have any memories of playing games in arcades? I think that I think that by that point uh, it was already over for uh, arcade games for you guys' age age group, um, but for the old fogies my age and older, uh, having like a, a whole bunch of arcade games in your basement has always been like one of those you know, man den life goals. Um, <laughs> Sorry. All right. Some of the uh, I was reading some of the suggestions. Like Stray says he buy a sick surf boat. Uh, we'll go back to that because I want to know what the difference between that and a regular boat is. A uh, Jew said he would buy a unicorn and have a bitchin' unicorn steak sandwich. <laughs> well, fuck. I, I guess if you're gonna get the money for it, right? I mean, goddamn, right? Uh, and Wolf Castle would just get some ab implants and walk around with his shirt off. <laughs> oh, Stray did buy a golden tee for his poker room. Nice. Uh, that's a fun game. That's one of the few uh, games that I've played in the last 15 or 20 years, although not that much. Um, a lot more skill to it than you would think, uh, although I'm sure you know that owning one. Uh, I've told you guys a story about my friend before, uh, DJC. Uh, devastating just cause. Yeah, a rapper friend of mine. Which, by the way, for, uh, for the longest time, I thought the DJC standed for D DJ Chuck because his name was Chuck, and I honestly didn't give him enough credit for his imagination because I thought the DJC just standed for DJ Chuck. Actually, standed for devastating just cause. <laughs> but uh, the reason I bring up devastating just cause is because devastating just cause has forty fucking arcade games in his basement. <laughs> Well, some somewhere between 30 and 40 arcade games. He's also got like a foosball table. He's got air hockey down there. He's got some pinball games. Uh, he has a bar set up made up like of an actual bar that he got from part, or at least part of a bar he got from someplace with a whole bunch of uh, TVs over, over behind the bar. Um, uh, he's got like two or three uh, restaurant style booths in there uh, that he stole from Taco Bell. Uh and it's amazing. Uh, he's not rich or anything like that. And I've told a story about him before, I believe. He's a uh, like the paint manager at a uh, Lowe's or some shit like that. Uh, but he's, for the last 20 or 30 years, his hobby has been like buying arcade games, fixing them up, you know, and then playing with them. And what he'll do is he'll buy like three or four uh, uh, arcade games uh, that don't work well. He'll, he'll fix them up, uh, add them to his collection, and then over the course of time, you know, uh, sell them. So, you know, for every three or four that he buys, he'll probably sell two or three, if, if not those, then other ones in his collection. So his collection grows, but like slowly, because he's also buying and repairing and selling them the other as well. Um, that would be uh, pretty cool. Oh, you know what? Speaking of pretty cool, I, f I said I was going to play this today. I wanted to make sure we had uh, people around for it. So, because uh, 
I would hate for people to miss this. So, uh, over on the OG, for those that aren't familiar, that's where we're from. It's a forum called The Other Ground. Um, you know what? No one's going to get this except for people from the OG. So we're just going to go ahead. Uh, check this out. OG, what have you done to me? I keep coming back, but I don't know why. When I really owe most of you, don't multiply. Oh, well, there's a little place I know, but I'm probably never gonna show a single soul that think I was fucking insane. Full of widows who like tranny porn All the women on the side have gone Except for one, there must be something wrong with her brain So why do I keep coming back? It's like the internet's hairy, sweaty crack And it hasn't been washed in days This place really hasn't been any good since Bieber was enjoying his childhood Since planking was all of the rage Oh gee, what have you done to me? I wish you'd shut the fuck up about politics Cause your breath smells like Donald Trump's orange dick Oh gee, why can't you see? We lost a lot of good posters along the way Had a guy who accidentally came out as gay Oh gee So what does the future hold? The demographic for the side is old Can the OG ever be great again? Well I think that we might be okay I think that I heard Kirik say he's working on it with top fucking men. Oh, gee, what have you done to me? If there's a poll where you gotta pick from one to five, I guarantee one of them is a fucking guy. Oh, gee, <laughs> it's plain to see. This sucks running like a piece of shit. Once again, top men are right on it. Oh, gee. Well, I can't believe that I am still coming here. It's like a cesspool filled with degenerates. That's crystal clear. Why the hell do I keep coming back? I don't know I guess I just can't get enough of chicks with pointy elbows <laughs> Oh gee It's plain to see As far as sub forums go I guess you're not too bad You're like a fat out of shape loser deadbeat dad Oh gee What have you done to me 
All kinds of excellent, wasn't it, guys? <sighs> it was great. Anyways, uh, that's going to be the end of the show for us tonight. Uh, you can find me here tomorrow at 6 o'clock when we're going to do this shit all over again. And I'm going to be just as prepared for the show tomorrow as I was for the one today. Uh, not much, as, as you can see. <laughs> Anyways, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. I uh, can't do the show without you. Um, shit, that's about it, guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. You guys have a great night. Theme tune for the OG. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. I wild. Eat. Chat. Yeah. Fuck the OG.